This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am AZ, here with nobody. Chris is enjoying himself in Florida. Um, I was enjoying myself last week in San Diego. Um, I went to a conference for fantasy, and um, it turned out to be for baseball. Um, So that didn't really help me for fantasy football, Um, but... Who knows, maybe I'll start a, a baseball league, but probably not. Um, regardless, beautiful weather, um, and realistically, I am a little down with the fantasy football right now. I have lost the last three games on Monday night. Not great feelings at all related to that. Um, I'm going to kind of try and give you an entertaining show, give you the rundown of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football League. Hopefully the boys enjoy it and appreciate it, but it will be a solo show. Um, thank you, Chris, last week for filling in there and uh, taking the reins, and I'm going to be doing the same for this week. I don't want to get too much into the pitter-patter of nonsense that has, has been my season, and I just want to get into what our league is all about. So I'm going to be going into our waivers for this past week, as we always do for our start of, this, um, of the show. And... This week, there was still some big ones. Um, 25 points of fab for Brian Hill to Fraser. So he is the running back for Atlanta. They have no Ito Smith. Freeman, who Fraser just acquired, is now out as well. He had some work last week, Brian Hill did, and he did pretty well with his work that he had. So he was definitely the number one guy that people are going for this week. And... Fraser's going all in. He he really wants to try to avoid this Dilly situation. Um, he was able to pull out a win against me last week on that Monday night when good old Brenda um, only played part of the game and went out with his ankle injury. So that was tough. But Fraser's moving on forward here. He's trying to make moves 25, 25% of his fab budget. Um, going down the drain for Brian Hill, but I actually do think it's a pretty good ad for him. There was a lot of different people trying to go after Brian Hill this week, and Fraser was able to be the one to take it take it down. Um, sorry, I've, I've been stalling a little bit to see what other people bid here, and Ben had bid $1, so he was just seeing if somebody was an idiot enough to not bid on him. Clearly, a lot of people did. Um, Andrew had bid 13, Danny bid 14, Stu bid 4, Taylor bid 9, and I had bid 5 myself. Uh, I probably should have gone a little bit higher, but I don't think, actually I know for sure, I would not have gone to 25 fab, but I don't think I have 25 fab at this point. So good on Fraser to go after the guy that he wanted. I think it will pay off um, for now, especially until Freeman comes back, and Fraser will have that replacement there. So good job, Fraser. The next guy was Debo Samuel, who had a really big week on that Monday night when Emmanuel Sanders went out. Um, he went to Danny for 15 fab. Um, I'm fine with it. Like We're getting near the end of the year here. Tossing out a bigger amount of fab if you have it is not the worst idea in the world. He did have 11.2 points, which is not outrageous. But I think as if Samuel, uh, sorry, Sanders comes back, then he's not really going to have much of an impact, maybe a little bit, but he is a guy that's trying to break out a little bit. So 
let's see how it works out for Danny. Um, Andrew is going with Jacob Hollister, um, the tight end for Seattle. They've had a lot of injuries at tight end there in Seattle. Andrew gets him for eight fab. Worked out pretty well last week for Hollister. Um, Andrew's dealing with the George Kittle injury situation. Um, Hollister had 12.2 points last week. Um, and Andrew had picked up the backup for Kittle on the 49ers. And it did not work out as well as Hollister did. So I think he's just switching up. He saw how Hollister performed. And he's going that direction this time. Because it looks like Kittle's going to be missing another week. Then we have... Raheem Mostert going to Andrew as well for seven points. This one definitely hurts because I had put a bid in on Mostert because it seems like Brenda is going to be missing a week or two coming up. I had bid five points, so Andrew just got him. So that really sucks. It would have been nice to be able to put Mostert into that slot there for Brenda. Um, but now I'm in a tough situation where I, I got to play Miles Sanders versus New England, and they're the number one defense against running back. So I got to hope he gets some work in the pass game and things work out. But realistically, I got no shot for the playoffs here, and I'm just playing defense on the dilly at this point. Um, we'll go on to the next one, which is TJ Hawkinson. Three points to Chris, that tight end landscape, trying to make things happen. TJ Hawkinson, the rookie, has he had an explosion first week, and then he's been fairly quiet since then. Dealing with some injuries, has concussion stuff, but he's been okay with that for the last couple of weeks. He, had, he took a hard hit. Um, I think it was two weeks ago, but he seemed to be okay. Fantasy-wise, he hasn't been that reliable, but I think he has some upside. So we'll see what happens with that one for Chris. The next one is Baker Mayfield to Ben for two. And I, like, you're thinking, okay, why are you wasting fab on Baker Mayfield? It's been such a bust this year. Nothing's going to happen there. But um, luckily, I have the insight from Ben, and he is uh, he's steps ahead here. He knows that he is playing Brandon next week, and Brandon will not have a quarterback for next week. And guess what? Brandon tried to pick up Baker Mayfield for zero fab, and Ben put the blocker with two. So that's really high-level play by Ben. Great job to block Brandon on that one. Who knows who Brandon will be able to pick up in the meantime to try and play for next week. But good job by Ben um, taking out Baker Mayfield. Obviously not a fantastic option, but it is a blocker on Brandon, and they are playing Miami. So anytime you're playing Miami, you can take a shot on basically any quarterback, and it's probably going to work out fairly well. So good job. Next, we had Kyle Allen going to Taylor for zero points. Um, I honestly don't have any backstory of why Taylor needs the quarterback. He got him. Congratulations. Next, it was Danny. He got Dan Bailey. He ended up dropping him really quick for John Ross, and they dropped John Ross to pick up Dan Bailey again. So Danny eventually stuck with his player of Dan Bailey. Um, and that's really what we got for the waivers this week. And we're going to go right into trades because there's a bunch of them. So the first trade that I want to talk about is Steve. There's a, you're going to hear Steve's name a lot throughout this, as we always have in our trade section here. He has been moving and grooving a lot with the trades, going week to week, trying to make wins, trying to manufacture wins on a weekly basis. Might burn him in the end, but if he can get those wins, uh, he might avoid the daily, he might squeak into the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, literally anything can happen. Um, so we'll see. But with the first trade here, Steve received Herndon and Samuels, and Ben received Zach Ertz. Uh, ben wins this trade. There's no debate. There's no discussion. Even before the events that happened after the trade, Ben won this right off the bat. Guess what? Herndon... Is Hearn done? He's done for the season. 
injury, barely got to play this season at all. Steve gets absolutely burned on this trade. And guess what? Samuels did not have a great last two weeks when he was the lead back. Now we have James Conner coming back and Samuels is going to be useless for this week. Now he was, he wanted him for last week. Didn't really pay off because Samuels didn't play that well. So there you go. Ben absolutely robs Steve blind on this one. And that's, that, that's going to hurt Steve in the future for sure. That was, that was a big mistake there. Um, Next trade that we got going on here is Steve again receiving Jameis, Winston, Marvin Jones, and Adrian Peterson. And Andrew receives Russell Wilson. Guess what? Gould, you have been complaining insane amounts about Steve's trade and how garbage they've been and how he's just letting other people win and get back in the game. Now, it's cost Andrew two wins from Steve's bad trades. So I can fully understand the tilt that Andrew is on with these trades. He wanted to get in on that action. I don't know what the conversations were with him and Steve, but he was able to finagle Russell Wilson out of him. I know Steve, after Russell had a good week, said, okay, he's on the block because everybody's on the block for Steve. And Gould is able to manipulate him to get a really good deal out of it. I never have liked Jameis Winston. He has proven to be a fantasy asset, though. Like, I just don't think he's a good quarterback, but he does seem to put up points for fantasy. Um, so it's not going to be the end of the world. But when you have a player like Russell Wilson, you definitely want to hold on to that. That's a great player to have in a, a weekly start, whereas Jameis is not necessarily always a weekly start. Marvin Jones, while well, we got old Driscoll playing quarterback for Detroit, Stafford has a broken back. That guy is just insanely tough, and the doctors would not let him play or else he would have been out there. Who knows when he's coming back, if he's coming back. He's got a broken back. So Marvin Jones' value definitely plummets from there. So not another not great player to take there. And then Adrian Peterson. Geis is coming back. Like, Geis is coming back. That offense in, in general is awful. I'm aware that they want to run the ball a lot. But with Geis coming back, AP is going to be putting back on the shelf here. So Gould just absolutely gets rid of guys that are on the downswing for sure and receives an excellent quarterback in Russell Wilson who has he's having an MVP caliber year so good job Andrew that you were complaining so much about the trades and you're like you know what let me get in on this action and uh, I think this is definitely gonna be one that pays off for you so good job uh, the next trade that we have nice little uh, handcuff trade Stu receives Tony Pollard, the, the gentleman that's been bounced around to every team. He was on Ben's roster at the time, and Ben trades him away to receive Gus Edwards from Stu. Ben has Mark Ingram, so a little handcuff trade there, and um, I think that's a, a pretty solid trade for both those guys. Um, not much to really dig into on that one. Uh, the next is Steve once again. He receives Saints defense, and Taylor receives... Uh, seven fab. So just a little bit of a fab trade for a defense. Um, I'm honestly not entirely sure who the Saints play, so I'm actually just going to take a look-see right now for us uh, before I move any forward um, to see if it really is kind of worth it for Steve. Um, they're playing Tampa Bay, so <laughs> he gets Jameis Winston, and then he uh, trades for the defense that he's playing against. So that's an interesting strategy, to say the least. Um, let's see if it pays off for him. Uh, the next trade that we have here is going to be Fraser receiving Jared Cook from Ben for five fab. Jared Cook had like 10 plus targets last week. I do like the guy. He's a very boom and bust type of player. Uh, Breeze had an awful week last week. Um, and so we'll see if that Saints defense can bounce back versus Tampa Bay. Um, but Fraser's been trying to battle through that tight end position for a while there. And uh, let's hope that that works out for him. That was the trades. We've gone through waivers. We've gone through trades. 
and we have not had an update on the rankings in a while. I hope Chris doesn't mind too much that I'm going over quickly with the rankings, but it's just been since such a long time. It's not been week four since the last time we kind of went over the update of the rankings. Um, I'm sure we'll get maybe go into a little bit more when Chris is back next week. But on the top of the league, we have Danny. I'm all jacked up. I'm out and Drew going eight and two. Only team at eight and two. Congratulations to him. And then we have just a little bit gay. Andrew at seven and three. Only seven and three team. And then we got a couple of six and four teams. We got Stu in the top of that. Heap diarrhea turned to John Brown. Then we got Chris. My Nick is getting chubby. Six and four. Battling up there. Things were not looking good for him. He got a couple of injured players back and he's been rolling. So congratulations to you, Chris. Then we also have in fifth place, the hunt is over. That is Brandon at six and four. Um, fuck that guy. Uh, the next we have Lamari in the committee crew, which is Ben. He's sitting at five and five, just in the playoffs right now. He's been battling hard all season. Had some disappointments, but he's not giving up. So good for him. Um, and then we have, and we're back, but unfortunately they're not back. They've gone down three places. That is Alex. He is in seventh place, currently sitting outside of the playoffs at five and five. And then we have a name change of you people. And that is at five and five. That is Steve sticking with the Canadian drama and politics that's going on here. So I love it. Good job, Steve. But it kept stick to that theme. Um, and then we have we're on to Brandon, which is Taylor four and six. A little bit of a tough one last week that we'll get into. But four and six for Taylor. He had been battling so hard. He had four straight wins. That win streak comes to a close here. Um, but he still absolutely has a shot with all those trades that he's made. His roster is looking very powerful. So still, with these weeks coming up, week 11, 12, 13 before the playoffs, he could definitely squeak his way into the playoffs. Um, then in 10th place, we have Freeman, who shower with their socks. Four and six. Uh, fuck Fraser. Then we have me, K. That's, it's just it's just K, because that's how I feel about the season so far. I'm sitting at three and seven and in the basement. Pull the fucking trigger. That is Nolan at one and nine. That is extremely rough. And guess what? There's two teams that have not gotten over a thousand points for. That would be Fraser and Nolan. Nolan sitting at 950.36. Fraser at 964. So they're not even really that close to the thousand mark either. And at the top, we do have Ben at 1,272 points for um and then we got andrew at 1206 so those are the two guys at the top there but that's just a quick overall view of what the rankings are looking like in this week 11 matchups but i'm gonna get into the recap now and before i get into that a little bit of an update for the gauntlet we have danny and Andrew sticking in there. They are in the gauntlet, which means that Taylor was eliminated. And I'm going to start off with Andrew and Taylor's matchup. Just a kill bit gay, 94.12 points to Taylor's 93.12 points. And because of those situations, Taylor, I'm really sorry. Maybe you should pull the fucking trigger. Taylor, you are on pull the trigger this week. Man, what a tough one for you. You had David Johnson get you minus one points, which would have given you at least the tie if he had zero points. 
And on top of that, you get eliminated from the gauntlet. You are our dark horse. The guy at the beginning of the year where it's like, well, he's terrible. He's not doing very well, but he's still in the gauntlet. He's battling through, and it looked like he may have been able to sneak in there and win that goblet. But we have the survivors of Danny, and we have the survivor of Andrew. We are going to find out who wins the gauntlet next week, but it's happening in week 11. That's going to be a massive matchup. I can't wait to see who is going to be the first gauntlet winner. Um, but congratulations to Andrew for getting that really tight win on not a whole lot of points. He can't really complain. Um, he can't really talk much shit because he had 94 points and squeaks out that win. He had Jameis Winston going for 20 points. Dalvin Cook just being himself, getting 24.3. Josh Jacobs, 16.1. Um, and then he did have Cup going with a goose egg. Zero points. That would have been really tough if he ended up losing with Cup there. Um, and then the rest of his squad was just moderately mediocre. On the far side there with uh, Taylor's team, we had Ty Lockett injured, leaving the game early, only 2.9. Another reason why Taylor is the pull the trigger this week. He had him playing on that Monday night, did not uh, turn out for him. And then we, but he still had some success. Like he had Derrick Henry, who he just received from Fraser, get 31.1 points, an absolutely unbelievable week. Aaron Rodgers really let him down with 10 points. So he's made some good moves. Julio Jones, which he just received as well, only 7.9 points. Um, so hopefully for Taylor, he bounces back, but that's a really tough loss for him. Um, we'll go into my matchup here. Uh, fuck everything. It's K 86.18 points embarrassing total versus free men who shower socks, only 92.48 points. Freaking ridiculous. I had Dak Prescott go for 31.88 points. Great stuff. Ted Ginn. Five yards, thanks, bud. On five rush yards, not even a freaking reception. Uh, we had Gallup go for 13.6. Uh, Marquise Brown go for 14. And then everything else was just basically trash. Um, Waller only getting those 40 receiving yards, which has been tough. And the big one was having uh, Brenda play on that Monday night. I needed 8.8 .8 points to tie it up, and he got me 2.5 because he left the game early with the injury. On Fraser's side, he had Matt Ryan, only 18 points. Le'Veon Bell, who he just received, get 12.8, so a decent week. But then he did have uh, Freeman going down with 4.8 points and leaving that game. And the Sammy Watkins, another play that he received, only 5.1 points. Not fantastic at all. Uh, DJ Moore, um, I don't even know if I – no, because it was Chris on the episode last week. I was trying to get DJ Moore all week from Steve. I was talking with him like – every other day working on things trying to make it happen we were in the middle of a trade and then i was dealing with parenting stuff and guess what all of a sudden steve's like okay they're offering me this can you counter it i don't have my phone on me at the time the trade goes through i lose dj moore and guess what if i had dj moore instead of Auden tate which i eventually got from ben didn't even mention the trades because it wasn't anything that i really want to talk about and dj moore had 12 points Auden tate had 3.6 literally if i get dj moore i win but if I did get DJ Moore, it's possible that a whole trade does not go through with Taylor, Steven, Fraser. So then Fraser would have had Derrick Henry and I lose. So who knows? A lot of uh, different mixed match in there. So I can't be that upset because he would have had um, Derrick Henry most likely. And that definitely would have won in the week with the 31 points. All right, let's go on to the next one here. I'm done talking about that matchup. Uh, we have Diarrhea turn the John Brown stew, 113.62 points. He takes the L to Lamari and the committee crew, Ben, with 132.22 points. 
We had Garoppolo in the starting lot for Stu, getting him only 12 points. Very disappointing for sure. He had Ezekiel Elliott only getting him 6.3 points. That's definitely not what you're expecting. He did have Slayton. Wow, 121 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns, 24 points. Excellent stuff there. He had Mark Andrews going for 17.3. He had the Ravens defense, which he paid 20 fab for. Get him 26 points. Even with those big explosion players, tough to break out from that Jimmy Garoppolo 12-point performance. And the rest of his roster couldn't really help him out enough. On the far side, really difficult to compete with Lamar Jackson getting 39.42 points. That dude is an absolute beast. Just torched Cincinnati for 49 points. That spin move, that highlight play, we're going to be seeing that for years and years. Michael Vick-esque, I think this guy is legit. He's going to be in the, the league for a very long time. He's going to be dominant. I absolutely love Lamar Jackson. Love watching him play. I know it torched the Cincinnati Bengals, but regardless, I like Lamar Jackson. He's a great player. Um, Melvin Gordon, he had him in the starting lineup, got him 19.3 points. He had Amari Cooper going for 20.7 points and Galladay with 11.7 with old Driscoll starting there. So it worked out for him. Um, and the rest was, uh, whatever. So we'll go on to our next matchup here, which is, and we're back. Unfortunately, that is Alex who loses 104.68 points to the hunt is over. Brandon, 111 points. He had, um, Alex had Philip Rivers for only 14. He still had Christian McCaffrey for 20, and he still had Aaron Jones for 27. But the rest of his roster really let him down. He had Alex Erickson. That's a rough start going for 1.3 points against Baltimore with 13 rush yards. Um, and then on the far side, we have um, Brandon's team, Mahomes. Guess what? Mahomes is back. Brandon gets a win. 35.84 points. Mahomes is back, and he is doing great things for his roster, except they lost. Kansas City lost. Doesn't matter for fantasy. Still 35 points. Helps out Brandon. Helps him get the win. And he also had Golden Tate going for 19.5 points. I think having Golden Tate is a really nice add because with Sterling Shepard still out, we don't know what his future is going to look like. Golden Tate is great for that offense and he's really performing well he had two receiving touchdowns and 95 uh, receiving yards he did have a fumble though and then he had uh, Zane Gonzalez going for 11 points the rest of the roster was okay all right we'll go on to the next matchup here which is you people um the picture is Don Cherry by the way um just so way to keep keep with the theme there Steve he had Russell Wilson only going for 18.58 Kenyon Drake couldn't give him that boom performance that he had the week previously with only 4.1 points. Jameson Crowder had 14.1. Um, I should actually say the rest of the stuff that's going on. You people, Steve, he had 78.98 points. Somehow was able to get less points than I did. Um, and then we had I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew, which is Danny, 105.18 points. And sorry, now we'll go back to Steve's roster who underperformed for him. He had Harrison Butker going for 14 points. And then he had... Crowder for 14.1 like not not a great week he had a lot of struggles there and as I was talking about Chris Herndon seven receiving yards now he's on IR he's pretty much pooched in that situation for the tight ends now because he got rid of Zach Ertz for some reason who knows why but regardless no longer on the team um, he had Kalen Balaj in his starting lineup getting him 4.5 points probably could have guessed that was going to happen and then he had the Lions defense for 11. On the far side, Danny still survives with Drew Brees getting on only 11.48 points versus Atlanta. As I had mentioned, it's an awful week for Drew Brees. Alvin Kamara only 7.4 points. 
Luckily, he still had Chris Carson going for 16 in the big one. Christian Kirk, 138 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns for 31.8 points. By far the best game of his young career. Um, and he has never broken 10 points besides week two. Week two, he had 11.4. All the other ones have been zero or less than 10. And he comes out with a big one for 31.8. So that really carried um, Danny into his win this week. Um, and really nobody else huge to talk about. He did have O.J. Howard, who's finally playing and getting something done. 47 receiving yards and a touchdown. So that trade that he made with Fraser for the first time, and it's actually doing some work for him. But we'll go on to the very last matchup here. Pull the fucking trigger. Versus my Nick is getting chubby. Nolan. He had 102.76 points. He breaks a 100-point mark, but Chris had other plans for him, breaking down 130.54 points. Nolan, Kyler Murray, 32.76 points. Those three pass TDs, all to Christian Kirk, looking great. Um, and then he had to start Gio Bernard, and that got him negative 1.2 points. Ouch. He had Ronald Jones, who's been actually pretty good lately with 14.6 points. He had Devontae Adams with 118 receiving yards. And then he had Travis Kelsey going for 13.5. Nothing else really doing for him. Um, and then on the far side there with Chris, he had Josh Allen for 25.44 points. Nick Chubb going for 12.1. Tyreek the Freak Hill going for 22 points, 157 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown and three rush yards. And then... He also had the Rams defense, which he recently acquired, going for 24 points. Great job by Chris there. 130 is an excellent point total. And it's what's really allowed him to move on up to the fourth best team in the league currently. So congratulations, Chris, for sticking in there and getting some, some, some big wins. You're on a three-game win streak right now. So congratulations to you, sir. All right, so that was the recap of last week. And we are going to be getting into our week 11 picks. Um, Chris did send in his picks for, for me. Um, I hope he's enjoying Florida, seeing Mickey Mouse and saying hi. Um, but for this week, I'll start with my matchup as I tend to like to do. K versus, and we're back, Alex. My lineup is Dak Prescott, Carlos Hyde, Miles Sanders, D.D. Westbrook, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, Darren Waller, Auden Tate, Joey Sly in the Bills defense versus Miami. And he, on the other side, has Derek Carr, Christian McCaffrey, Philip Lindsay, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Greg Olson, Will Fuller, Kaimi Fairbairn, and the Raiders defense versus Cincinnati. Um, really, I'm not entirely sure how to feel about this. I'm not going to pick myself. Um, I've been trying to go with that confidence play, but my confidence is absolutely shot after these just absolute heartbreakers on Monday night. Luckily, I don't have anybody playing on Monday night. Maybe that could help me out. My opponent does indeed have somebody on Monday night, so I can still lose on Monday night when Keenan Allen goes off for 30 points. But regardless, I am sticking with Alex on this one. Um, he's had a, a tough go lately, but I'm going with Alex. My team, I have no confidence in it. I'm just basically waiting for the daily playoffs to start and hoping that it works out for me in a positive manner. So I'm going with Alex, and it looks like Chris is also going with Alex. For last week's um, points of the picks that we did, sorry, I should go over that. Um, 
I don't even, I, who even knows? Sorry, I'm losing it right now. Um, <laughs> Chris picked exactly the same picks that I had because he's a little pussy bitch. We each got three wins. So he is at 40, I'm at 30. So absolutely no, nothing could have changed last week because Chris is a little puss that couldn't pick a different player even though I gave him the picks earlier. Regardless, I'm picking Alex, he's taking Alex. We're going on to the next matchup, which is Chris. My nick is getting chubby versus you people, Steve Milley. Um, on Chris's roster, we have Allen, we have Coleman, we have Chubb, Woods, Evans, Hill, Hawkinson, uh, Michelle, Lutz, and the Rams defense versus Chicago. And this is going to be a really tough one to try and maneuver around because Steve's lineup is barely filled in because he's done so many trades. He does have Jameis Winston in his starting lineup. Both his running back slots are empty. He has Marvin Jones, Tyrell Williams, and Mike Williams in his wide receiver slots. Tight end is empty. Flex is empty. He has Harrison Butker in his kicking in, his, in the Saints in the defense slot. Um, he's got Peterson to go in that running back spot. He got James uh, James White to go in there. Uh, nobody that I'm seeing for tight end yet. Nope, no tight end situation. He does have Balazs and Samuels potentially, but... And Drake and Duke Johnson, so his his bench is filled up. But realistically, Steve has absolutely shot himself in the foot with all of these weird trades that he's done. I'm going with Chris on this week, and if you can guess it, yes, Chris is also going with himself. I think that's a pretty locked in win. I am picking Chris as my lock. Chris did not tell me a lock, um, so who knows? Whatever. Um, you guess he doesn't have a lock this week, um, and. I guess nothing really much to talk about. I'm not going to go into too much detail here. It's not, I can't really bounce ideas off of Chris or anything like that. I'm not going to really talk too much about the players. Maybe Tyrell Williams, probably going to have a giant game versus Cincinnati for Steve. Um, on the other side there, Josh Allen's playing Miami, so he's probably going to go off with some good amount of points. Tevin Coleman, with Brendan not being there, is playing Arizona for Chris. He's probably going to go off. So I'm... Some decent matchups on both sides, but it's definitely going to be Chris on the win on this one. Uh, the next matchup that we got here is Brandon. The hunt is over versus we're on to Brandon Taylor. And for Brandon's roster, he's got Mahomes, Gurley, David Montgomery, who is limited, might not play this week. So that's going to be one to watch for sure. We got Odell Beckham playing tonight. Um, Josh Reynolds and McLaurin. Hunter Henry, Joe Mixon, Gonzalez in the Vikings defense versus Denver. And then for Taylor, we have Kyle Allen, David Johnson, Marlon Mack, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Gerald Everett, Devontae Parker, Matt Prater in the Steelers defense. This is one that should be a pretty good matchup whenever Mahomes is out there. Brandon definitely has the opportunity to win. It's going to be a tight one. Um, we do have Chris, who is going with Brandon this week. And... With David Johnson, with his rough week, he's now playing San Francisco, which is not a great matchup. Um, but just to have some parity, to have some difference here, I am actually going to go with Taylor to defeat the Warlock, which is Brandon. And so there we go. We got one difference at least this week. Maybe I can make up a little bit of ground, but I don't think I can make up enough ground to actually get this win for this bet. So that is definitely tough. Um, but I'm going with Taylor and Chris is going with Brandon on this one. Uh, we got just a kittle bit gay Andrew versus pull the fucking trigger, trigger, which is Nolan. 
Um, Andrews rosters, Tom Brady, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel, Juju Smith-Schuster, Dwelly, Robbie Anderson, Matt Gay, and the Cowboys defense versus Detroit. And then on the far side for Nolan, we got Kyler Murray, Jordan Howard, James Conner, Kenny Stills, Tyler Boyd, uh, Deontay Johnson, Travis Kelsey, Ronald Jones, Brett Maher, and the Bears defense versus LA Rams. Now, the way Nolan's season has gone, I'm going to be going, or do I, do I try and, nah, Kyler Murray's playing in San Francisco, so never mind. I'm not going to try and do any trickery to try and gain some points here. I'm going with Andrew to take this win pretty handedly, actually. Um, and then we also have Chris going with Andrew for this week. So that's fairly standard there. I like Josh Jacobs versus Cincinnati. That's going to be a big one for Andrew. Um, I also like Curtis Samuel versus Atlanta's defense. Dwelly versus Arizona's defense, which is terrible against uh, tight ends. He has Robbie Anderson versus Washington. So, yeah, Andrew's got some great matchups this week. And on the other side with Nolan, he's got Jordan Howard facing that New England tough, tough run defense. James Conner tonight coming back from injury. Uh, Kenny Stills versus Baltimore. Boyd, maybe he can step up with Finley and get some points against Oakland, who has a very rough secondary, but not looking great for Nolan as his season's been going, so I'm going with Andrew on that one. And then the next one, we got Lamari and the committee crew. Ben versus I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew. That is Danny. This is one that is a big matchup. I'm going to say this is my matchup of the week for sure. Um, realistically, Ben needs this win to stay in that playoff hunt. He is sitting at sixth place. Danny is securely in first, so it would be a huge landslide if he was able to like knock himself out of the playoffs. It's not likely going to happen. Um, but on Ben's roster, he has Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Mari Cooper, Galladay, Ertz, uh, Williams, and then Zerline. He has no defense currently in his roster, but he does have the Jaguars on his bench. He might go with that. We'll see. And then we have Danny's side, Drew Brees, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Mohamed Sanu, Sutton, Samuel, Howard, Renfro, Bailey, and the Patriots defense versus Philadelphia. Big matchup this week. Ben has been trying to fight and claw his way back up in there. Danny's been feeling pretty hot. I am actually going to be going with Ben this week, though. Um... He does have Melvin Gordon versus Kansas City, and their run defense is just terrible. I think Hopkins can do some damage against Baltimore, and Amari Cooper can definitely do some damage against Detroit's defense. And then on the other side there, we have Sanu versus Philadelphia's weak secondary, and maybe Kamara can do something versus Tampa Bay. Other than that, there's not a huge amount of awesome uh, matchups. Maybe Debo Samuel versus Arizona for Danny, but I'm going to be going with Ben on this one. And it looks like... ooh. Nice, we have Chris going with Danny, so we have another one that's different. That's fantastic. Um, so I'm taking Ben, and Chris is taking DL. Can't wait for that matchup. That's going to be a sweet one. And then for our last matchup, we have Freeman, who shower with socks. That is Fraser, and Diarrhea turned the John Brown. That is Stu. We got Matt Ryan for Fraser, Le'Veon Bell, uh, that Brian Hill character, Sammy Watkins, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, um, Cook, Freeman, Vinatieri, and then the Jets defense versus Washington, and that could be very potent. And then we, on the other side with Stu, we have um, Garoppolo, Ezekiel Elliott, Singletary, Edelman, John Brown, Godwin, Andrews, Chark, Tucker, and then the Niners defense versus Arizona. This is one where Stu's roster definitely seems much better. Um, 
just looking at the matchups here, Fraser does have Bell versus Washington, so that could be very, very good. Um, Bell is currently probably limited or did not participate in practice, um, but I would probably assume he's going to be able to play for that week, um, so hopefully that happens for him. And then we also have DJ Moore versus, versus Atlanta, which is a good matchup for Fraser, and then I already talked about that Jets defense. On the other side, though, um, Garoppolo versus Arizona. Let's see if he can have a bounce-back game against a, a rough Arizona defense. He also has Ezekiel Elliott versus Detroit's weak defense. He has Singletary versus Miami's weak defense. He has Edelman versus Philadelphia's weak secondary. John Brown versus Miami again. Godwin versus New Orleans. I I'm really really liking the matchups on Stu's side here. He really does like need a win here to to stay in that awesome hunt for the playoffs. So I'm gonna be going with Stu. And look at that, we have Chris going with Fraser this week. So we actually have three different. If things go my way, I might actually be able to come back and make something happen here in this awful little bet that we got going on with Chris at 40 and myself at 30. So this could be anybody's game, anybody's week, three different. Um, and that's it. That's, that's the matchups wrapping it up here for you boys. I hope I didn't go too far into it. Um, we're sitting at about 36 minutes. So that's a, a pretty decent one. I think Chris is, was around that time as well. Um, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. It was a solo mission here. Can't wait to have Chris back from Florida. Um, and next week we'll have uh, the duo back together. And thanks for listening, boys. I love you. Balls Deep Fancy Football Podcast. Fuck you, Brendan.